We welcome you back in on this Wednesday evening. Thank you for being with us. It's our Wednesday night Bible study and prayer time. Send your prayer request. You can just text me, 205-941-1011. We will pray for you, I promise. Uh, that's what we do. Can't promise I can f- I'll follow up with you or have, you know, we get too many. But we will certainly take time and pray for your request. 205-941-1011. And uh, for our Bible study time tonight, we're going to do something just a little different. We're going to be talking about the book of Philemon with Mr. O.S. Hawkins. You know, this book, Philemon, um, not studied as much as it should be. And um, it's a short book, but uh, our friend O.S. Hawkins has written a whole book about it. It's called The Connection Code. And uh, O.S. has been on the program with us uh, many times over the years with his series of books uh, uh, centering on codes. So, O.S., always good to have you with us uh, here in Alabama. Thank you, Greg. Glad to, glad to be back with you folks. I yeah. appreciate you having me. Of course. Now, how many is this in the series now, the Code series? how many? What, which this one is, is this? Uh, this is about the 15th in the series. They've really taken off, sold over 3 million copies. And they're devotional books. The first one, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I became concerned several years ago when I heard my little gra- eight-year-old grand, grandson quote a whole psalm from memory and it dawned on me how few people memorize scripture anymore it's just a forgotten art in christian discipleship i think and uh so uh i i I had a burden for people to get them into the word of god and and you know you start you give some give a new believer or give somebody wanting to grow in their faith uh, tell them to start reading the book of genesis They, they they get bogged down by the time they get to leviticus or they Starting Matthew in the New Testament, in the first chapter, there's dozens of names they can't even pronounce. So I picked 52 verses, Greg, that every believer ought to know and uh, and put devotional thoughts and outlines with them. Came from Joshua 1.8, where the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night in order to do all that is written therein. And then you'll make your way prosperous and have good success. So uh, I wrote the Joshua Code, 52 scripture verses. Every believer ought to know one a week for a year. You can memorize them and put the whole Word of God in your heart there. In that year, and it just took off, and then came the Jesus Code, 52 scripture questions every believer should answer. One of the amazing things to me in the Gospels is how many times Jesus asked questions. He was always asking questions he didn't need answers he's omniscient yep not has all knowledge but it was his way of teaching so i picked 52 questions that i believe every believer ought to answer before they get to heaven and it just kept going greg and i don't know we have the bible code finding jesus in every book of the bible the promise code 40 bible uh-huh. promises every believer should claim the prayer code 40 40 bible prayers every believer should pray and it just went on. Well, and we've on. interviewed you on um, probably I bet I bet close to ten of them. I bet you've been with us, and including the yes, Joshua I Code. I have, and just just to remind your listeners that yes, all the royalties to all of them they sold over three million copies. All the royalties go to Mission Dignity because we're on a mission to bring dignity to some forgotten folks, and that's pastors and their widows. They pastored out in the highways and hedges, small churches, never made enough to live on, much less retire. Had to retire and get out of church-owned homes, and they didn't have anything. And, 
and 15 years ago we could help them with $50 a month. Now we've got thousands in the program, and the neediest get $750 a month. And one little pastor's widow wrote me late uh, recently and said, I get to eat at night now. That's not just a piece of toast. So anytime somebody buys one of the code books, uh, all the royalties go to well, that's one of the reasons we enjoy uh, doing the interviews, because we know it helps a great cause. Of course, uh, that comes out of your heart uh, for all those years of serving as president of Godstone. And uh, just to let folks know who you are before that, was pastor of First Baptist Church of Dallas and First Baptist Church of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, that was uh, about 30 years of pastoring there and some other churches prior to that. But the connection code is the most recent. And so let's get into it. Uh, in this little right. book of Philemon, uh, now what what got you to Philemon? I mean, it's hard to even find in the Bible, OS. Yeah, you know, it only has twenty five verses yeah. uh, outside the introduction, five paragraphs, and but it is packed, Greg, with with valuable information. You know, one of the greatest needs we have today is knowing how to build relationships with other people. And uh, it's one thing people don't get at the seminary. They get homiletics and hermeneutics and systematic theology and Greek and Hebrew and everything else, but they go out and pastor, and pastoring is with people. you got to know how to relate with people. Same is true in our homes with our kids and things. So this is what the whole book of Philemon is about. It's about how to build positive and productive interpersonal relationships. Yeah, well, let's let's kind of set it up here. Uh, Paul, everybody knows Paul, okay? He wrote this to uh, a businessman named Philemon, and, and then right. on- Onesimus. So just tell everybody about the characters. Okay, very, very quickly, Paul is writing. Actually, he's in prison yeah. in Rome when he writes this letter to Philemon, uh, who was a wealthy landowner in the city of Colossae. Paul had been to Colossae. He preached the gospel. Philemon got saved and started a church in his home. And uh, Paul went on on his journeys and everything, ended up in, in a, uh, incarcerated in Rome for the gospel. And meanwhile, Philemon had a servant that worked for him that ripped him off and ran off and made his way to the bright lights of the big city of Rome. We don't know what happened, but he got arrested and of all the coincidences there could be, he was put in the same cell with Paul. Paul leads him to Christ. Onesimus then has a change of heart. He wants to go back and make restitution to Philemon. And so Paul writes this letter from prison to Philemon to tell him that Onesimus is coming back. And Paul says, I want you to forgive him. I want you to receive him like you would receive me. And it's a case study and how we should relate to each other one to another you know it's interesting that uh, of course we know by the holy spirit's guidance but if you looked at the new testament uh this might be one book people say how did how did it make the book <laughs> it's such a short little letter uh right w- what was it about this this letter that that carried so much weight you know i i think it's because it holds the key and the secret to relationships and what, what, what the letter of Philemon reminds, shows us is that there are only three relationships in life. We have the outward expression. That's a relationship we have with each other, with my husband, with my wife, my kids, uh, in the social arena, at church, at the office. We're made to connect. You know, Greg, at the end of every great creative act God, in Genesis, God would speak. And he'd say, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, he made the land. He said, that's good. He made the sea. He said, that's good. He divided the sea and land. said, that's good. 
animal life said that's good, made the vegetation life said that's good. Then he made man and he said something else. He said, not good. It's not good, what, for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. We're made to connect with each other in these outward relationships. But there's also an inward relationship. That's a relationship we have with ourselves. Each of us have a relationship with ourselves. Call it self-worth, self-respect, whatever you want to. Much of what goes on in our frayed outward relationships is really just a projection of what's happening within us. But there's one other relationship we have. It's an awesome thought. And it's what separates us from all the other created order. And that is we have the capacity to enter into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ and know him in the intimacy of father and child. So the bottom line is we're never properly related to each other until we're properly related to ourselves. And that never happens until we come into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, find our self-worth in Christ. Paul said, Christ in me, the hope of glory, and share the love of Christ through our lives with those around us. So that's really the essence of, of, of life and it's the essence of the book of Philemon. Well, great sharing the gospel so clearly. Uh, talking about the internal and, uh, and, and the, the eternal connection, uh, or, or the external, yeah. the internal, the external. You know, to, it, a lot of this is just relationships, is friendships. And you talk in the book about how Paul really, you know, in order to have a good friend, you got to be a good friend. Right. And it all comes back to our relationship with, 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 with the Lord, with Christ. And whether we find our self-worth in him or not. And uh, when we're in a right relationship with Jesus Christ, we're going to be in a right relationship with, with others around us. So that's what's important. And, you know, he has five paragraphs here, and every one of them are significant about us, about the five stages of relationships that are vitally important. He starts off. Now, here's Philemon. He doesn't even know why Paul's writing him. He gets a letter from him. And he he's forgotten all about uh, uh, Onesimus, although he's upset that he got ripped off. But he didn't—he didn't have any clue that Paul knows who Onesimus is. And he gets this letter from Paul, and the first paragraph. Now later, Paul's going to say, "I want you to forgive him. I want you to take him back." And uh, but first, he says, "Your love, Philemon, has given me great hope and encouragement because you've refreshed the hearts of the saints." Well, Greg. If I get a letter like that from somebody in the first paragraph, they're giving me a pat on the back about something. <laughs> you know, I perk up. I want to I want to read that letter. I want to see what the person has to say. Affirmation is such an important part in relationships. You know, we're, we've got listeners out there tonight, right now, that hadn't heard a word of affirmation from anybody in a long time. A pat on the back. I had a high school English teacher that literally changed the way I thought about myself with one simple pat on the back. And this is what Jesus did. He went around affirming people, giving them a pat on the back, encouraging them. When he was baptized, that's what his father did. He spoke from heaven. He said, this is my beloved son. In him I'm well pleased. And reached down and patted him on the back. So affirmation you know, I, if, if, if our listeners don't get one other thing out of this program, I would, I would give them strong encouragement to just find somebody and affirm them. Give them a pat on the back because a lot of people hadn't had one in a long time and they're in desperate need of one. Well, you are so right. Uh, the name of the book is The Connection Code, and we encourage you to get uh, any of the books in the Code series 
from Pastor O.S. Hawkins. Uh, they're just beautiful books. They're, they're really, um, the content in them is wonderful. It, I mean, deep, rich, you hear what you're hearing. This is the content of the book, but they're also just wonderful books uh, and great gifts, aren't they, O.S.? I mean, just the way the books look and the yeah, way they've made they're, them. They're, they're actually beautifully gift edition type books. And uh, anybody, Greg, that needs further information about them can go to oshawkins.com. There's information there about Mission Dignity. There's information about all the code books there, and there are hundreds of free leadership and ministry resources there, free book downloads that are on that site, oshawkins.com. And you can learn all about all the code books, and especially this newest one called the Connection Code Relationship sure. Advice. And, and, and anyone who's ever uh, read or listened to your preaching or from uh, Fort Lauderdale to First Baptist Dallas or from uh, from uh, Godstone knows that uh, OS is one of the best uh, outliners and uh, and, and sermoteers, we'll call them, in the business, no doubt about it, in the ministry. Well, yeah, that's an encouragement. And, does, and I mean, uh, your outlines have, have been preached uh, worldwide, OS, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> you, you know, what, what people what people realize, in, in these 15 code books, there are literally oh, hundreds yeah. of embedded sermon outlines in there and sermon starters and Bible study. You know, people that lead small group Bible studies, I, I wrote these books really for them, and and they're just uh, hundreds of, of outlines from Scripture embedded in all these codes. Do the outlines and, and the way you are able to lay sermons and books out, does it just kind of come natural to you? or is it? Or, I mean, I know you have to study you know, and dig in, but does it, does it kind of come natural? Sure. Well, a lot of it's study, but, you know, I don't know. I can just, God's just given me an ability, I guess, to be able to analytically look at a passage of Scripture and see how, it it's it should be outlined in such a way that it can be taught where it can be understood so that it can be applied you know the whole thrust of all the code books is i'm not trying to get people into the word of god i'm trying to get the word of god into the people and when we get the word of god in our hearts uh, that's when we begin you know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god that's when we can really begin to live a victorious christian life when the word of god is is abiding in our hearts and in our lives. And that's the secret, I think, of the success of the code books. Wonderful. The Connection Code, it's relationship advice from Philemon, this little uh, understudied, probably undervalued book. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation and talk about what Philemon teaches us about forgiveness and reconciliation in relationships. We'll start there and and take it uh, on to the next level. All right, stay with us. It's Priority Talk right here on Truth 101. And we're back in and continuing our conversation and our Wednesday evening Bible study. Don't forget, if you'd like to send me your prayer request on this Wednesday evening, if you can't make prayer meeting, text me and we will pray for you. 205-941-1011. We can't follow up and uh, stay in contact with you. Get too many for that. But we can pray for you and we will do that. If you need a pastor to pray for you, send us your prayer request at 205-941-1011. And we continue uh, studying the book of Philemon with uh, Pastor O.S. Hawkins. And uh, his book is The Connection Code and its relationship advice from Philemon. Uh, O.S., uh, as we look at this, you know, you've got the, uh, the issue of, of slavery here. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, that, that rolls into forgiveness, reconciliation in relationships. Uh, take it and jump, jump from there. Yeah, you know, what Paul is saying, you know, the beautiful thing about this uh, 
wherever the gospel has been preached, that slavery has had a has had a loosening of its hold. Sure. And Paul writes to Philemon here, and he uh, actually Onesimus was a bond servant. He's he was one of those fellows that come to the end of his contractual agreement with his with Philemon, and he could look over anything the world had to offer, go anywhere he wanted to go, do anything he wanted to do. And he looked over everything the world had to offer, and he, and he said, you know, Philemon's been better to me than anything the world has to offer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with him. I'm going to choose the one who first chose me. And so, as Exodus tells us, the bondservant, the doulos, he, they took an, an awl, took the earlobe and put it on a post and took an awl and made a mark in his earlobe. And uh, people would see him walking down the street, and they'd see that mark, and they'd say, "Oh, he's a doula." I said, "What a wonderful master he must serve. He could have he could have gone everywhere, done anything, but he chose that one who first chose him." And this is why Paul said in the Galatian epistle, "I bear in my body the mark, the stigmata, of the mm-hmm. Lord Jesus Christ." And so he, Onesimus was a bond servant, but then he. He went south. He ripped off Onesimus, he, I mean Philemon, and he left. And I just mentioned the story. So now Paul's writing him back. He's saying, I want you to take him back. He's been saved. He's come to Christ. He's a new person. I want you to take him back no longer as a servant or a slave, but as a dear brother. And I want you to forgive him. And, you know, Greg, when this, air, this issue of forgiveness, it, it, it takes two things in broken relationships to mend. Uh, one is there, there are two there are two parties. There's an offending party, the one who really is his sin brought about the broken relationship. In this case, that's Onesimus. And there's an offended party. That's that's the one who's been the been the object of the of the ripoff. The offended party. And in our own broken relationships, there's a little bit of both, I think, in all of us. But primarily, two things have to happen. In the offending party, the one who, who brings about the offense, there must be a repentant heart. You know, in our own relationships that need rest- restoration, those who are the offending party, they need to truly be repentant. And not just sorry for what they did, because... Repentance is not remorse. The rich young ruler went away sorrowful, but he didn't repent. It's not just regret, but just, oh, I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish it hadn't happened. Paulius Pilate washed his hands in the basin of water, regretting. It's not resolve. I'm going to reform. I'm going to do better. Uh, Judas took the 30 pieces of silver back to the temple. He reformed, but he didn't repent. So there must be this true repentance, this change of mind that affects a change of volition, that affects a change of action in the part of the offending party. But there also must be a receptive heart in the part of the offended party. Greg, I was a pastor for decades. Most of the relationships I saw that never got healed were not because the offending party wasn't repentant, but it was because the offended party just couldn't bring themselves to forgive, mm-hmm. couldn't bring themselves to go to a land of beginning again with that someone. And so it takes two. It takes both of these parts to have forgiveness, and that's that's what Paul is urging Philemon to do here in this in this little epistle. Paul Paul sort of plays the mediator here, doesn't he? Uh, and yeah, what lessons yeah. can we learn about uh, mediation and conflict and even within the church? Yeah. Exactly. Conflict resolution is so important. You know, there's a, there's a time to back off. There's a time to stand up. 
there's a time to uh, give in. Uh, there's a time to reach out. Look at Jesus. We, here we are. We, we're in conflict with God. We've all sinned. We've gone our own way. And Jesus comes to heal our relationship with the Father. And, and there was a time to back off. We see him in Gethsemane's garden, backed off. He was praying, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. He won the victory of Calvary. There was a time to stand up. And there he stood up before Pontius Pilate. He stood up before Caiaphas. And, and, and there was a time to, to give in. He, he, nobody, nobody shoved him and pushed him and up the Via Dolorosa. He willingly laid down his life as a lamb led to the slaughter. And then he also reached out on the cross to all of us uh, with his love and his redemptive powers. His arms are outstretched there. So yeah, all of that is in what Philemon was doing. You know, uh, we were all Onesimus. We've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. And uh, we all need a Philemon, the Lord Jesus, to bring us into reconciliation with the Father. And this is exactly what he does. And I love the way he ends the, ends the letter, uh, Greg. He says, by the way, get the guest room ready for me. I'm going to come by for a visit. When, I, when Philemon read that, you know what he said? Hmm. Uh-oh. Hmm. He's going to come by and check up on me. Yeah, yeah. He's going to hold me accountable. He's going to see if I've done what that. And in a relationships, accountability is so vitally important in everything that we do. Wow, great word, great word. Um, communication. There's a lot of lessons uh, just to be in, in relationships. Uh, people struggle with communication today, especially in a, a texting, social media world. Um uh, talk to us about what Paul in this book teaches us about communicating. Yeah, you know, you, first of all, you never have to be afraid of the truth. But we live in a world, unfortunately, where people people don't know how to talk to one another yeah. anymore. They don't know how to communicate with one another. And much of it is, is a direct result of what you just said, all the social media and, and Instagram and what, what what these young people do. They don't talk. They text all the time to each other. And... Uh, uh, and this is this it's sort of archaic to write a letter today. Uh, very few people write letters anymore. They'll send a text or an email or something like that. But there are very few people that that get a handwritten note from somebody. I still think it has power in it. It goes far beyond what a text or anything else can do. When we communicate from our very hand uh, a truth to somebody like. Paul is doing here to believe in. Well, lots of good lessons about uh, you go through some, how just to communicate uh, about being sensitive and be simple and uh, lots of great lessons I think people will find very applicable. And I think uh, that's the good thing about uh, this book and all of the connect, all of the code series is just, uh, like you said, you're not trying to get people in the Bible. You're trying to get the Bible in them so it exactly. can be applied. And I think that's the key to Scripture, not just knowledge for knowledge's sake, uh, but knowledge for uh, for the sake of, of living it out, living out right. the gospel. Uh, how can it, just... Yeah, as James said, we're to be doers of the word, not just hearers. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Uh, OSHawkins.com uh, is the website. and Lots of great resources there, including all of the code books and the re most recent, the connection code as well. Uh, finally, talk, talk a minute about how uh, uh, Philemon, um, the relationships in this book, 
can be um, so useful, even within uh, even within the, the the Christ community, the church community, a small group or a, a local church setting. Um, boy, a, a pastor, boy, you could work through this and really t- teach your people how to come together. Yeah, because it deals with all five elements that are involved in productive relationships, each paragraph. And in the book, we, we delve into all that, the, the importance of affirmation of one another in the first paragraph, uh, uh, accommodation of one another in the second paragraph, where it's that a win-win principle. He's, Paul says, listen, Formerly, he was useless to you. Now he's useful both to you and to me. We can all win in this. And then he goes into the importance of acceptance of one another and forgiveness. You know, uh, uh, he, he, and then, uh, then the, the importance of allegiance to one another, this commitment to one another. Commitment's one of the lost words in the Christian vocabulary. He's, Paul says to Philemon, he says, listen, if he owes you anything, charge it to me. Put it on my account. Well, when Paul, when Philemon read that. He said, man, this guy's committed to Onesimus. I can see that. And then, of course, that we already talked about was accountability. But it's all about these three relationships we started out with. Right. In fact, one time somebody came to Jesus and said, good master, what's the greatest of all the commandments? And he put these three relationships in the great commandments. If you remember, he said, mm-hmm. love the Lord with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Love others, love your neighbor, love yourself, but first of all, love God with all your heart. And when you do, you'll find yourself worth in Christ, and you'll translate that love and life to those around you in positive relationships. Yeah, Dr. O.S. Hawkins, um, the book, The Connection Code, we encourage you to get any of these. And uh, for those who joined us late, just finally, uh, Dr. Hawkins, remind everybody about where the royalties, all the royalties from the book go. Yeah, all the royalties to all the code series of devotionals. You can find them at oshawkins.com, and all the royalties go to Mission Dignity. We, we're on a mission to bring dignity to these forgotten folks, retired pastors and their widows in their declining years. Average age in our program is 87. The neediest now get 75 $750 a month. And they're, they're just, you know, James said, pure and undefiled religion is this take care of widows and orphans and 60 percent of the people in our program are widows of pastors average age 87 in their declining years and what a privilege it is to come alongside of them so everybody that purchases one of the code books you can know that the royalties and proceeds from it go to support these precious people you can find out more about all of it at oshawkins.com. Yeah, now more than 3 million of these sold, and what a, what a, what a true blessing. All right, Brother O.S. Hawkins, thank you for your time, sir. We'll look forward to doing it. Uh, you turn another one out, and we'll have you back on and talk about it. Great. Look forward to it. Thank you so much, Greg. Yes, Blessings sir. on all you Birmingham. God bless you. Yes, sir. All right. And uh, Brother O.S. Hawkins there, always a pleasure to have him with us. And, uh, yeah, his books are just so good. I mean, look, I, I didn't want to just brag on and on, but – uh, if you're a Bible study uh, person, and, and you know we also we should study the Bible, but if you're someone who leads Bible studies, he is just one of the best at just laying a passage out, a book of the Bible or whatever it may be, outlining it, just making it so applicable. It is he's just one of the best. You know, a lot of people follow Warren Wiersbe; they love his outlines, and they are wonderful. Uh, but O.S. Hawkins is almost like the contemporary Warren Wiersbe. 
Uh, so all of these books are outstanding. All right, text us your prayer request just as we wrap up here today, Wednesday evening Bible study, all about the book of Philemon. I hope you enjoyed that. Text us 205-941-1011, your prayer request, and we'll be praying for you tonight. Uh, we can't follow up and uh, stay in contact, all right? I hate that. Uh, we can't do that as, as on the air. Uh, there's just too many and uh, too spread out. But uh, we will pray for you, all right? And that's what really matters anyway, right? 205-941-1011. Text us and uh, just let us know your prayer request. We'll keep it private and we'll pray for you. All right, everybody, have a great, great evening, and we will be back with you again tomorrow.